I'm joined by the Stiff Brownie, and I'm the Dirtbag, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna start off the show talking about the WNBA. Looks like uh, Brianna Stewart is going uh, to the Liberty to for force a power team. What do you think about that? Next. Okay. All right. We're gonna move on. Let's uh, talk about uh, Tom Brady's retirement. Um, is this one for? For, for good? No, the irony in it is if he had done it today, it would have been Groundhog's Day. Oh, he should have waited a day. He should have waited a <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, that, that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just watched that movie. They had it on. I guess they show it every Groundhog Day with uh, Bill Murray. So, yeah, I, it, it's for good, though, this time. I, I don't think he's coming back. I think he had a lot on his plate. I think he... I, I think really the truly driving force for him coming back last year was the fact that his wife was cheating on him and he needed some sort of distraction. That's yeah. my personal opinion. I feel really bad for the guy. Yeah. Um, but he'll find another supermodel, and he's got, you know, hundreds of millions of reasons why he's still awesome. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure when you've already signed a, a 10 or 12-year, $310 million deal with Fox to be an analyst, I'm, you, you got a pretty good backup plan. Absolutely. So. Now, with, with Tom Brady <clears throat> now, let's assume he stays retired. They were talking about him possibly going back home to San Francisco, where he's from. He's from the Bay Area. I uh, actually, I actually thought that was what was going to happen. They also mentioned that he would go to Miami because of the whole uh, Tua situation with the concussions. Right. So now that opens up both of those places. Where do you see Aaron Rodgers landing now? Because he's also a Bay Area guy. Hey, not to mention the Bucks. Yeah. They only they only yeah. have one quarterback um, under contract right now. You know, it's the. Um, uh, one pick Tasker or Trask from out of Florida. Fl from Florida. Florida. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's good, but he's I don't I don't think yeah I don't think I don't think he's the answer. So there are there are so many quarterback positions open. We're gonna this this draft coming up is gonna be awesome because there's gonna be teams that are gonna move up when they don't have to. Just like you remember Trubisky. Yes. They would have gotten Trubisky. If they just stayed there and not given up any of their future number ones, and some team like the Colts or the Raiders or the Jets are going to implode, they're going to give away too eight, much, eight picks, way too much, and they're going to get the player that they would have got if they just sat there and waited. Almost every single, when I say almost every single, 95% of the scouts that I've heard on the radio they all say this is absolutely not a quarterback class. It, it's it's not. They, they said it's absolutely awful. I mean, I I personally, my opinion, I like Bryce Young. I, I think Bryce Young has the demeanor on and off the field to become like a good quarterback. He has that pocket awareness, like a like a smaller version of Caleb Williams, let's say. Yes. Okay. So I think he'll he'll have the best chance. I know a lot of people are high on the Kentucky kid, Will Levis, but I, I just. I don't know. I he he never won like a big game. He never like stood out to me. Did he even win? I mean, weren't they well, like five hundred this year? I mean, Kentucky was ranked a couple times at the okay. beginning of the year, um, but yeah, I don't know about like moving up. You know, I, that's who the Colts, I think, won. They've talked about moving up to Chicago. Chicago should definitely trade down for sure because somebody is going to make a trade and give them draft picks and and that's exactly what they need because they're in like last place right now so they do have a lot of draft capital or not draft capital i'm sorry salary capital to spend they, spend this year they do and they should just 
unloaded on offensive linemen. Yeah, and a receiver. P protect Justin Fields. You, you have your quarterback. Don't take another one. You're just gonna. You're just gonna make a total mess of the whole what, situation. What about Michael Thomas to Chicago? Michael Thomas, we've talked about him before. Like he's ever since he got his money, he's pretty much given up. He doesn't want to get hurt anymore, and he and he gets hurt, or he he explains that he's hurt, so he he doesn't play. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd even want want that guy on my team. Um, this draft. Uh, so the, so so back to back to who, needing quarterbacks. So the Bucks now with Brady with Brady gone, only one under. What do they do? They're in the nineteenth slot to uh, for the draft. Do they try to move up and give up huge assets? Because going from nineteen up into the the top five is a very hefty price. Do they have enough time with the guys that are currently under contract to make the skill players on maybe the defensive side or the offensive side a little bit better? I mean, they'll lose Leonard Fournette because he's he's on the back half of his career. Yeah. But can Mike Williams and Godwin and a few of the other guys, Russell Gage, those guys stick around one year so that they can tank and get that number one pick and get uh, the kid from SC? Oh, there will be some serious tanking going on next year to get that kid. And people will trade and give up massive amounts of picks to get him because I think he's the real deal. He's a second coming of Cam Newton, am I correct? <clears throat> uh, yeah, he's got that He's got that uh, swag. I, I think he's a much better passer, though, than, okay. than Newton. But Newton probably was a better uh, runner, at, and he was even bigger than Caleb. Um, Caleb seems very big. To yeah, me he, he's like, a, from he, based on the games I saw. He's a big kid. He he moves around in the pocket well. He's he's gonna he's definitely gonna be the number one pick as long as he uh, stays healthy. Um, God, I keep getting getting confused about what we're talking about on the draft. Like uh, go, going back and forth with, with these quarterbacks. With the Bucks, when you're at 19, you can't move up that far. But now, just thinking about all of these quarterbacks that are available, what about Trey Lance? Like, don't you think the Niners are going to go with Brock Purdy as their quarterback? They well, Brock, traded... Brock Purdy, because he had UCL surgery, is out six to eight months. Okay. That's most of next season. Okay. Which, which now brings you to the brings you back to the point of what's Aaron Rodgers' destination? Is he going to go there? Allow Brock Purdy to get well. Allow mm. Brock Purdy to to. You know, I mean, because he's got what two, two, maybe three more years left. Yeah, that's a that's a nice call. That that would be Aaron Rodgers going back to the uh, Bay Area where he's yeah. from, Chico, uh -huh. the Chico area. Yeah, I mean, he went um, to Cal. Yeah, I, I hey, that's a that's a that's a good call. Uh, and then keep Trey Lance as your back backup no, to Aaron Rodgers. Trade Trey Lance. Keep well, he, Purdy because Purdy's not going to get you anything now. But. The Niners did exactly what we were talking about. They traded up to get Trey Lance. They gave away two number ones and a number two they to can get Trey Lance. Get, they can easily get a number two and a number three back. Easy, oh, man. But what what losses though? You gave up. You gave up. Not only did he really not play for the Niners and he got hurt, but now you you're gonna you've already given up two number ones and a number two, and and all you get back is a number two or three. Wow, you really took it in the shorts on that one, Lynch. If it's, that's if that's what happens, it's almost as bad a decision as coming to the NFC title game with only two quarterbacks. Oh, too oh. soon. Too soon. You know that. You know that's going to be the Brock Purdy rule. That's going to change. Uh, they're they're going to 
because not only was that bad for 49er fans and just fans in general watching, that was bad for the NFL. The NFL put a horrible product that day. It was it was tough to watch. It was really tough to you watch. Already, you already knew what the outcome was going to be. Nobody's cheering. Nobody's, you know, I, I was at a, a sports bar and it was just like a pen drop. You know, yeah. it was just... It was just boring. No, well, actually, in the game. three Eagle fans were out of control, screaming their heads off. Welcome to Philly. Oh, God. Welcome brotherly to Philly love. Sports. Stay in Philly. You know, don't for, come out west. For people that don't understand a UCL tear, you literally can you can barely hold on to the ball, and when you do throw it, it's like you're throwing you're throwing it just into the ocean. You have yeah. no idea where it's going. So I felt really bad for the kid. Yeah, he should uh, have been a went back in. They should have just. But Jot Johnson. Was knocked out concussion protocol. No, no, I know. So he was done. They should have just went with McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and do like wildcat stuff. You know what I mean? Like when uh, isn't that what Navy does? Is it Navy or they should have ran the wishbone? Can you imagine <laughs> if they broke out the wishbone? Like Philadelphia is just scrambling. Like how do we stop this? They should have done they that. Go, are they going right or are they going left? Yeah, I like it. They should have ran the wishbone. That would have been awesome. Break out, break out the nineteen eighties. Nebraska slash Oklahoma Sooners if, offense. If only they had had that one kid from Wozy from Houston that that was a wide receiver, and then all of a sudden all their quarterbacks were taken out of the game, so we had to go back there and play quarterback. Or was it Denver? Denver. Uh, God, I know. Well, I know Cordell Stewart used to do that stuff. Taysom Hill does it for the Saints. Um, but it just goes you to know show Jul- you, Julian like, Edelman, one of the greatest receivers ever. He was he was a quarterback at Kent State, converted. Yeah. So. Uh, you should, you should definitely have at least one of those type of players on your team. If they're not going to change the rule and they're going to keep it at two, at least have a guy that can play and throw the ball. I mean, you knew they were going to run every time. You knew Brock Purdy couldn't throw. He was just going to hand the ball off. Do you think- it was a waste of a player on the field. Yeah, yeah. The, the product was horrible. The game was bad. I bet on the 49ers plus 10. I had them teased to the over. It was, I, I thought all day long these games are going to middle. Uh, the second game did. The first game obviously didn't. Okay. It was a it was a tough day. Now, okay. Now we've already talked about how miserable the Philadelphia game was. Uh, let's let's touch base on how the NFL is absolutely rigged with that Bengals Chiefs game. The, the penalties, the penalties just kept adding up on Cincinnati. Yet I saw Kansas City make the same penalties left and right, pass interference, hitting the receiver too soon. Holding on every single play, Hendrickson. I think he was held on every single play. It was, it's embarrassing because especially when you go back and you watch the film, and nobody talks about this. This is why this podcast is going to be different. We're going to bring out, we're going to bring out the the nasty side of of sports that's not talked about. People just, you know, cower down and just go, well, it was a good game. Hey, let's move on to next week. No, let's let's dwell on this. I agree, and we've talked about this uh, before on the podcast. We discussed uh, the Green Bay-Dallas game, then went to OT where they, the NFL rigged it. We discussed the um, Jet, Jets and, um, I'm sorry, New York Giants and Washington Redskins where they uh, rigged that game uh, yes. in the fourth quarter. And, and now it's this game, and there's a couple things that are taking place here. One, you got so much more coverage now. Like, the NFL used to be able to get away with it because there wasn't 90 million camera angles. Right. Okay. They can see. You can see everything. You can see sweat on a person's brow yes. that isn't even looking in your direction. Yes. And um, you know, unfortunately, I I do have a social media account. I've been watching things, and things come out little by little. But when I when I see 
Larry Johnson, who is an ex-NFL running back uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs and, and I believe two other teams, retweet a podcast that involves Arian Foster, where Arian Foster, who was a longtime standout running back for the Houston Texans, pretty much the last time they were any good, discuss how he would get a script at the beginning of the season and would, and it would show week one, this ref's going to miss this call, so go ahead and take advantage of it. Week two, you're going to get a hamstring injury, you're out. Week three, you're resting your hamstring. Week four, you're going to score three touchdowns. Week five, and, and, the, and he said it was like, he said verbatim that the practices were not practicing to beat the team he was going to play. The practices were to perfect the script that the NFL had given him. I, are you sure you're talking about the NFL and not the WWE? It, I, I, I was, mean, I was we're, blown we're, away by this. By it this sounds podcast. like it sounds like pro wrestling. You know, like it's all scripted. It's not real. I'm sorry, people out there that think it is. It's not. I can't believe the NFL is, is that type of product. So the gambling, all all that that goes into it. What what a what a disaster for people who are betting men out there. You yeah. have no idea who to bet on because you don't know how the script is. Now that it's legalized in a lot of states, I mean, there's so much money involved, so much more money than it was before, which was a lot. Oh, billion dollar business. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna rig it because they're getting percentages. They're getting cuts off all these people, these fan duels and these these other accounts. How 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 does how does nobody not step up and say anything? Well, that's what we're here to do. No, I I realize that. I realize that, but somebody else should say, like anybody in the NFL that's like ticked off or upset, like should come out behind camera and go, hey, this thing was a total joke. We were told we were going to lose this game, you know? I mean, the conspiracy theory in me goes, well, the reason they wanted Kansas City to win is so that there were two African-American quarterbacks in the Super Bowl for the first time. Like that's, I mean, that, that especially what's going on. I, I could see that conspiracy but that, theory, but technically Mahomes is Mokalata. I mean, he's half and half. It just bothers me that that would even come out of my mouth because I don't ever yeah. look at a, at a at an athlete and go, oh, African American or white. Yeah. I want to see the best player win. Right. Simple. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say on that one. I'm just gonna pass. You know. Uh, Let's come back to this because it's uh, something that I definitely want to keep talking about. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to break and we're gonna we're gonna come back and uh, focus on uh, the demise of the Buffalo Bills. Ouch. We'll be back in two and two.